Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. To start today's case, I've selected a quote from the individual who was both a victim and a survivor in this story. I was being sexually abused at home. My grandmother's boyfriend used to put a gun to my head every time he molested me for three years. It was nothing new to me. One bad situation got me to another bad situation is what saved my life. Because the night before, I'm doing my suicide note, and the next night, I'm fighting for my life. This is the story of Lisa McVeigh. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. It's a survivor story. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while since we had a survivor story, I think, hasn't it? I'm not even sure. They should be often, though. They should be. Although, I mean, it's super unfortunate to say that many of these crime cases, people tend to not get away with their lives, mm -hmm. which super sucks. But when it does happen, I mean, it make, makes my heart just like super happy. It though, does. Though they still went through some shit. They get sucks. drugged through absolute hell, generally. Yeah. And it's no different in today's case, too. Lisa, I mean, as you can tell from the quote at the beginning, yeah. goes through some shit. Yeah. So, not fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a two-parter episode, this one. So, I will tell you guys the same thing we told uh, to our patrons in our little pre-show. Uh, it's worth it to stick through to the end. Um, there is some holy fuck moments, some oh my gods, but at the very end, there's like some redemption, like fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Stuff that is worth getting through the hell. Because that's what Lisa does. She goes through hell to come through on the other side. And it's worth it to stick around to see that. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Um, and speaking of patrons, actually. We have some to thank. Do we, we not? Have, we have some to thank. Specifically, I want to thank all of our patrons for mm -hmm. helping us name chickens <laughs> first and <laughs> foremost. Because that's exactly what they did. They helped us name a couple of our new chickens. Two of our new chickens. Yeah. yeah. So what were their names? Uh, we got Mabel. And? And Dolly. You almost forgot their names, didn't you? No, I did not. I saw you looked up like, oh shit. I hey, saw it. Well, okay, maybe for like a 
tiny millisecond. <laughs> well, we're still getting used to them being in our flock and our, our little lives with these chickens. Well, yeah, they haven't really been named that long, really. No, I think they've had their names officially for, what, three days now? Yeah. Two days? So that's fair. Yeah. We have eight chickens now. So it's like, that's a lot to remember sometimes. And no eggs being laid yet. They're all too young. Yes. So soon enough. When we get the first egg, trust me, We'll be posting all over our social media about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have specific patrons to thank this week because guess what? They signed up for Patreon. They joined us over there to get behind the scenes and all that good stuff. Um, maybe they even had a hand in naming. Who yeah, knows? they very well could have. Um, but we have Caitlin, and I'm probably going to butcher her last name here, but give me a moment. Nanenga, I think is how I'm going to say it. Okay. Caitlin Nanenga. Awesome. Um, Kira Williams, Rebecca Hayden, Marissa and Amy Turnick. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. So they all get those behind the scenes content. They get the extra episode that comes out at the very last day of every single month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some fun, cool content like the pre-show that yeah. I said we did today. We often do pre or post shows. So yeah. there you go. Um, Ours today was a complete shit show, but you know what? That's just us. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> uh, we got some stuff coming up this fall that I want to touch on. First off, we have Halloween week. I know. Do you guys, do you know what Halloween week is? It's a brewing. If you haven't been following us for a while, if you haven't gone back in our episodes, we're going to tell you, we do a week long of seven days, an episode every day. Mm-hmm. So you got Halloween week coming up in October. It you know, ends on October 31st, the yes, Halloween week. Halloween yeah day or night or whatever is yeah. the last episode so those seven days preceding including halloween is when the halloween week occurs mm-hmm. and we also have i don't know if you guys have actually looked at a calendar but there's a friday the 13th <laughs> in october this year yeah that's super cool that needs to be recognized for show sure. it does i don't know what we're going to be doing for it yet whether it's just a social media thing uh, or patreon or on here i don't know we got to start actually planning and getting our stuff and ducks or chickens in a row <laughs> for Halloween week and yeah. October and the whole shebang. Well, I'll actually be shooting a wedding that day. On Friday the 13th? Oh, I have a wedding. Right. On Friday, October 13th. Right. Yeah, I'm stoked. Photographing a bride in a black dress, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be epic. I know. I literally can't wait. Literally? Literally. Oh, my God. OMG. Are you going to be drinking a pumpkin spice latte during it? No, I actually don't like those, surprisingly enough. Wow. I know. It's the one thing that I don't have that's basic. (laughs) You got chickens. You got your huskies. You live in a tiny home. You host a true crime podcast. You're married to a bearded man. What else you got? (laughs) (laughs) I I feel okay. I'm sorry, but some of those things in there I don't think are super basic. Like, is owning chickens basic? I think it's basic. It is? I think it's basic. You think everything is basic, though. Everything about you. Oh, my I'm just buying you, babe. I love you. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. <laughs> well, shall we get to today's episode? I think we chatted enough. We chit-chatted a little bit much. Yeah, let's do her. Okay. So as I mentioned, today we were talking about a survivor story. The story of Lisa McVeigh. Okay. Um, I will tell you guys, it's not for the faint of heart, though I don't go into too many graphic details but it is a story worthwhile sticking through to the end um so yeah let's start from the very beginning shall we okay okay let's learn about lisa let's learn about lisa so 
from the beginning of her life, Lisa lived a rather less unfortunate one. Uh, she never really knew her mother in her early life, and from the age of two to seven years old, she lived in foster care. Now, I do know there's a lot of foster cares out there who are actually doing fantastic jobs, so shout out to them for, mm -hmm. for doing that. But, I mean, children shouldn't be in foster care, you know? Like, it's just... Of course, we'd rather them be at home, mm -hmm. parents, right? Yeah. So being in foster care is an unfortunate situation, but thankfully there are good ones out there. Now, she was raised in foster care, but however, she would be reunited with her biological mother a little while later after seven years old. Oh, okay. So ideally, something like this would be a fantastic reunion mm -hmm. and even a turning point in a young child's life. However, in Lisa's case, it certainly wasn't. It was not, hey? No. So I'm sure a child such as Lisa in this case would initially be very happy to be finally be home, finally reunited with their mom. But even to someone as young as her, someone as young as Lisa, I'm sure sadness and darkness would have quickly overshadowed any happiness that she initially had. Lisa's mom was unfortunately a very heavy drug user. Mm, okay. So she was an addict. She didn't have much of a life and Lisa would see her mom just binge on anything she could basically to get her next fix. Oh, geez. And she's like seven, eight years old here. Correct. Oh, my goodness. At times, Lisa's mom would actually leave the house, not for days, not for weeks, but even up to months at a time, leaving Lisa at home left alone. Are you serious? All yes. alone? Alone. Holy shit. Did she even have like food and stuff for I that long? I don't know. Like this in oh itself is one gosh. of the saddest things to hear. Like a child having to look after themselves at such a young age. Yeah. Like they don't even have the means to provide for themselves. Like you said, food or anything. Or even comprehend the situation that they're in. Well, yeah. Or if, I mean, like going to school or anything. Like, I don't understand right? how that would even work. There's no travel. There's no, you say you do have food at first. You're running out of groceries. Yeah, it will run out yeah. eventually. What about paying bills, or electrical, oh, heat, yeah. anything? Now, I do know mm -hmm. that uh, Lisa does have a sister, though I don't know anything about her. I don't know if she was present in this situation as well or where she was, but I do want to let that be known that she did have a twin sister. Oh, a twin sister. Yes. So this world is truly cruel. Lisa learned that extremely young, mm -hmm. going through many things at this super young age. So Lisa eventually wouldn't stay at home with her mom. She went out into the world, still as a child, living in homeless camps, abandoned buildings, cars, wherever she could, you name it. She would sleep under leaky roofs as it rained in cold concrete buildings and cool nights. Oh my gosh, my heart. Yeah. Wow. She was homeless and she went where she needed to simply survive. survive. Yeah. So the homeless life would finally be behind her when she was around the age of 13. And that in itself is such an unfathomable, unfathomable sentence to say mm -hmm. that homelessness is behind you at 13. Yeah. How, like the fact she even survived 
really on her own on the streets and stuff is almost a miracle. Yeah, really. it's miraculous to put it to yeah. least. Uh, so Lisa, when she got off the streets, she would be moving in with her grandmother. However, though she left the streets behind in the comfort of into the comfort of the home in Tampa with her grandma, this would prove not to be the sanctuary that she was really looking for. It didn't take long before Lisa fell victim to another unfortunate situation. Her grandmother's boyfriend didn't hesitate to take advantage of a young girl now living in the home. While he was in his 50s and Lisa was merely 13, he would begin to sexually assault her every night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Fuck this guy. Well, yeah, what a freaking monster, but can she not like catch a break, okay? Like jeez. Yeah, she like she is living a life of horrors essentially. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. But the fact that this okay, oh, did the grandma know or was she not aware? We don't probably even know. Um as far as I can tell, the the guy kind of tried to keep it quiet, hidden. But I'm pretty sure she would have been aware. If it was every single night. Yes. And there's oh. there's certain things that occur within the story where the grandma isn't such a great person either. And certain things that uh, uh, Lisa is quoted saying later on where she talks about her grandma and this guy are basically shitty people. Oh, so okay. I'm pretty sure the grandma was, whether she was aware or how much she was aware, she was very much so at least turning a blind eye to mm -hmm. some degree so yeah that is so disturbing it really is so this for the lack of better words piece of shit old man forced mm -hmm. himself onto her and swore her to secrecy he told her that he, if she ever spoke a word about it he would kill her twin sister oh wow yeah so using her sister and threatening with her life mm -hmm. um so I did want to mention here, though I couldn't find anything about the twin sister. Right. Um, I'm going to be reading this book here soon. It's called Smoldering Embers. It's actually about Lisa's story. So if there is anywhere that talks about her sister, I'm presuming it will be within these right. pages. Okay. So that's one book I'm going to be checking out very soon. I can tell you that. Uh, so regardless, though, Lisa didn't want her sister to be harmed. And even the event of this threat not being enough... This, again, piece of shit old man held Lisa at gunpoint with a cold barrel of his gun pointed directly at her head as he took advantage of her. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That is like a very disturbing visual. Holy heck. It gets what? worse. How could it get worse than that? There's a mental piece to this. One is, more mental piece What to does this. he do? To make matters even worse, he referred to Lisa as his girlfriend. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. That takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, that's really fucked. Really fucked. Holy shit. Okay. So Lisa didn't have a whole lot for options, needless to say. Mm -hmm. She couldn't fight back and she was terrified to say anything. So she stayed silent and followed the demands of this 
piece of shit old man. Yeah, that's literally the only way you can describe him. Yeah, basically. I mean, it could it could be worse than that, really, describing yeah. him. I really strive to one day be a, like a cute old man or a goofy or funny old man. I know. Rather than a piece of shit old man. Well, I mean, most, I would say the majority of old men are better than this friggin' nasty. I would certainly hope majority of any human being is better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this basically when over the course of uh, four long years. Four years of four shit. Years. Yes. Of hell, really. Yes. Now, by um, some quotes with Lisa, she refers to it as three, but by her age and birthdays and stuff like that, it's closer to four. Oh, okay. Uh, so Lisa would be made to do unspeakable things to this asshole fucking douche canoe until she was the age of 17. At this point, he began talking to her about having a child with her. <gasps> what? Yeah, you heard me right. Oh, oh man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's talking to her about how, yeah, you're going to have my kid. This guy is a We're, nasty, yeah. nasty motherfucker. Yeah, he is. And at this point... Lisa couldn't stand it anymore. No, longer. there's no way. Like that is, you're in just the worst uh, position ever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because she's probably a good person and then she would want to, you know, like want to probably have this kid or whatever. Yeah. But, oh, that would, no. Yeah. Well, oh. put it in this perspective. Uh, she left foster care when she was seven. Let's assume she had a fantastic foster care. Okay, let's mm -hmm. assume, because there are many out there. Yeah, there are. So by the time she left at seven, she's now 17. The last 10 years of her life, over 50% of her life has been hell. Yeah. Homelessness and abuse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. I know. Well, you have, you kind of want to hope that those first seven years were good, but they may not have necessarily been that great either. Yeah. Who knows? But for, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt here, and I'm going to say that let's assume it was a good, good care that she was in. Which makes it hard, though, in the sense, too, that she got pulled away from that. Yeah. Right? To just go to But it, it makes me feel better than saying, no, it was a shitty foster uh, care. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm sure she talks about that a little bit more in her book, too. Mm -hmm. So at this point, though, like I said, she couldn't stand this abuse any longer. And she couldn't stand life, for that matter, any longer either. Lisa planned to end her own life. It was all too much for the young 17-year-old girl. By this age, she had endured, just as we talked, far more than anyone should have had to. Mm -hmm. So she wrote her suicide note during her shift at work one evening, after which she planned to end all of the pain. She planned to get off shift, go home, walk through the doors of her grandma's house, and end it once and for all. I have some quotes here directly from Lisa I'm going to read. I went to work one day at a local donut shop, and before I left, I wrote my suicide note because I was just done. I was going to end my life when I came home that night. I was going to kill myself using the gun he used to hold to my head when he raped me. I was tired of everything. It was time to go. That is so sad. I mean, and honestly, not like that's, there's always like, other options right but she is i feel terrible for her and it doesn't seem like she does have a lot of other options so she's like in between a rock and a hard place yeah 
For someone in a position like that, I can see it being very difficult to see any sort of hope. But generally, like, there always is a light at the end of the tunnel at some point. There there always is. Yes. 100%. But that traveling to light could be extremely difficult for mm-hmm. many people. Yeah. Uh, for Lisa, it would be extremely difficult still. So she would end her shift just as if it were any other day of working a double shift this night in particular. She walked outside with her bike in the middle of the night into the cool, crisp air. She hopped on and began pedaling from the donut shop towards home on November 3rd, 1984. Tired and exhausted from her shift, Lisa pedaled home knowing this would be her last bike ride. This would be the last time breathing in the air of the evening. be the last shift she ever worked. Soon, she rode past a familiar church at about 2 a.m. en route home. It was then she noticed a strange car parked outside the church. It had never been there before when she'd gone past any other time. But tonight, there it was. Before she had any real time to actually sit and think about it or comprehend that this car was really different, something happened. Someone tackled her from behind off her bike and grabbed her. Lisa immediately began screaming as loudly as she could. She was flailing her arms and kicking against her attacker with all the force she could muster. However, it was no use. She was overpowered. Whoever it was managed to get a blindfold over her eyes and hauled her into the strange car she saw moments earlier. Lisa began begging and crying for her life, telling her attacker, quote, God, whatever you do, don't kill me. You can do whatever you want, but don't kill me. And that's when two things happened. First, Lisa McVeigh realized that she didn't want to die. She didn't want to commit suicide. She didn't want to get killed. Instead, Lisa realized she wanted to live and she wanted to be something and make something of herself. And secondly, her attacker pressed a gun to her head and said, shut up or I'll blow your brains out. Oh my goodness. Wow. It's an incredibly cruel twist of fate that in the same instance she realized she didn't want to kill herself or die, she also had someone else there threatening to end her fucking life. Because if this didn't happen, like this moment, she would have gone home and for sure ended her life. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, that whole thing that you just kind of put us through there was really heavy. The fact that this is her last bike ride. Oh my gosh, I feel like my heart skipped a beat. Yeah. So I have a few words um, from Lisa that she would say um, as she looked back on this exact moment of Mm -hmm. her life. So she said this. Something in the pit of my stomach said, you've got to stay calm and you'll survive this. There was an epiphany of I'm not going to allow one more person to take my life away from me. My grandma and her boyfriend took my youth, but I was going to take control and take my life into my own hands. This man wasn't going to take my life away. He didn't have the right to. And that's why I started fighting to live. What a badass, hey? Yeah, in case you haven't figured it out, (laughs) Lisa McVeigh is our badass of the day. And it will continue on to be the badass of the day next week as well. So she's double badass. Oh, yeah. Well, to even just be able to have that mindset when you are terrified 
oh, you don't even know this, any of it yet. Oh my gosh. Well, it seems unbelievable to me already. So we are just touching the surface on how much of a fucking badass Lisa is because the whole mindset that you're talking about, we haven't even started on her mindset. Really? Hey, really, really. I mean, I'm like a huge advocate for mind over matter kind of thing, but it's very hard to do that when, especially when you're in just kind of an unthinkable situation. Oh, for sure. I'm very intrigued to see how this goes then. Well, of course, it's this whole new, new lease, this look on life that would provide Lisa with like a whole lot of the strength and the ability to endure her torture and sexual assault and rape Mm -hmm. for the next 26 hours. Jeez. So her attacker began by tying her up in the vehicle immediately. So right away, Lisa got to work on her survival. First thing she did was to try and get a peek at who it was who grabbed her. She peered out under a small bit of the blindfold. So again, to quote her here, she said this, anytime he would take off or put on the blindfold, I would clench my jaw to make it tight and allow the blindfold to be looser than it would be. Whoa. It really did help. I couldn't see everything, but I could see beneath it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Holy heck. So basically what she's saying is she would clench to allow her muscles to tighten and expand on the side of her head, right? Yeah. So when he tied the blindfold tightly and then he let go, she would unclench her jaw and blindfold would be slightly looser, allowing her a bit of movement to see underneath the fucking blindfold. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is incredible to even be able to sit back and think of something like that. There is no way that I would in that be able to, I don't think in that situation. I I fucking, I mean, now, now, now I'd remember. Fuck. Even now I wouldn't. (laughs) That's true. Actually. You'd be, I would be, you'd just be so scared shitless. How would you even remember anything? You, you nailed it. I'd be scared shitless. I'd be screaming scared and shitless because I shit my pants. Yeah. That would be me. So you wouldn't be sitting there remembering to clench your jaw so that the blindfold doesn't go on as tight? No. Have you ever seen someone scare a pig? How they squeal? That's what I would sound like in the trunk of the car. That would be me as well. (laughs) I can see it. The fact that she's like thinking like that. Oh, I told you her mindset. Incredible. Wow. So Doing this, she was actually able to take mental notes on multiple things. She wasn't able to get a look at her attacker, um, but she was able to see the car, remember it again, Mm -hmm. see it again. It was a red Dodge Magnum. Not only this, she put to use skills she had learned from TV shows as she watched as a kid, such as MacGyver and Magnum P.I. Oh my goodness. (laughs) She memorized as much of her surroundings as she could during the whole abduction ordeal. She even kept track of directions and turns the vehicle was making as she was being abducted and the direction it was driving. Yes. Fuck yes. Yes. Whoa. (laughs) Eventually, the car stopped 
and she was led upstairs in a building into an apartment. As she walked, she counted every single step she fucking took. Seriously. She counted how many stairs she went up. And she was able to peek underneath the blindfold because of the whole jaw clenching thing. And she saw and memorized the green carpet floor that lined the hallway in the fucking apartment. Holy shit. And then to later, they'll even remember this shit. Yeah. After what she goes, because she goes through some hell for like 26 hours, you said. You betcha. Oh my goodness. So unfortunately though, once inside the apartment, this is where Lisa's new nightmare would begin. Lisa would be held and she would be repeatedly raped within these walls. During of which, one time, Lisa asked her attacker why he was doing this. And he coldly responded, quote, to get back at all the women in general because of a recent breakup. Oh my goodness, what a piece of shit. Oh, you betcha, what an absolute piece of shit. That is really, really fucked yeah. up. Someone broke up with me, so I'm going to like screw you over like i'm gonna kidnap you and torture you that and doesn't sexually even assault make you. any sense no it doesn't it's like zero sense it doesn't it's a power trip you can't uh, you can't display power over one person so you're going to displace that onto another makes no yeah. fucking sense this guy literally like that that just makes me feel like i want to just like vomit like that's really really yeah something so after a quote from him i now have wanted to follow it up with a quote from lisa again so she said quote he thought he could get back at all the women by kidnapping and raping them, all because someone broke his heart, apparently. And so she said that in a, an interview to the U.S. Sun. Mm-hmm. Which just makes him just sound like such an idiot. Oh, it does. Absolute idiot. Yeah. Uh, so Lisa was facing someone who was doing these horrible things simply out of spite, rage, as we just touched on. So in turn, what do you think she did? She, I mean, I really actually, okay, I just, ha I kind of had a moment listening to this that I've never really thought of before, but if you're in like such a shitty situation like this to almost think about how to take this person down once you survive this. And that's what I think Lisa's doing. She's probably like, she's remembering things she, just in her head. Like that's how she's surviving. This is how she's going to take him down later what do you mean by take him down like make him get caught okay and never be able to do this again okay well she's definitely targeting to try and get him caught she's trying to think of um evidence all that sort of stuff clearly right mm -hmm. um but in this incident when she realized that he's doing this out of rage she turned around and reciprocated that with kindness and oh, compassion. oh seriously yes Okay, so did that go well for her then? Well, what she was trying to do was basically show that she's a nice person. He's angry at someone who wronged him. So right. she's like, well, I didn't wrong you. I'm a nice person. Oh my like, God. I'm kind to you. You should be kind to me. That's her fucking demeanor while she's getting raped. Huh. I don't even know what to say because that is just... And she's 17 years old, too. You betcha. 17 years old. 17 years old. And someone's raping her out of anger. And she decides anger isn't the right route here. I need to show kindness. When she's had the life that she's had as well. You betcha. Hmm. 
Like talk about a fucking golden heart, hey? Yeah. It is uncomp like I can hardly comprehend that someone would be as amazing as her. Yeah. So that was basically like her way of like trying to show her like like you're doing something bad. You're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't harm you. I, I didn't, didn't harm I don't you. deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. So she not only tried to like kind of appeal to her attacker and try and show him that the compassionate side, but somehow she managed to also keep a clear head in this whole fucking process while doing this to leave more evidence behind. Okay. So she thought, what if he does kill me? Mm -hmm. What if he does dismember me, hides me? I'm never found again. She, while still blindfolded this whole time, remember, she began pressing her hands and fingers against anything she could to leave fingerprints behind. Wow. She would reach out and grab onto table legs, press her hands against walls, chairs, any sort of surface she could, you name it. In the hopes that they will be like dusting for fingerprints one day and finding these. You betcha. Oh, that is some kind of smart. Yep. She also made a point of trying to, while reaching out and pressing against walls, furniture for fingerprints, mm -hmm. to reach forward and feel her attacker's face as best she could without being noticed, of course. To try and remember any discernible details so she could describe what he fucking looked like. Oh. Say, for example, if you reach forward and grab my face, you'd feel a beard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Any details like that. Hmm. Is he bald? Beard? Mustache? Glasses? Anything? Hmm. So this whole time, though, she didn't actually get to see his face? Correct. Really? He kept her blindfolded the whole time? Yes. I was kind of thinking that maybe once they were in the house that he would take it off but nope. no he left her blindfolded the whole time now i mean there was times when the blindfold was like on and off and stuff but mm -hmm. she she was never allowed to get a look at him okay no. it was like for example at one point she managed to convince him to go to the bathroom alone without like him there mm -hmm. so she had the blindfold off then oh, okay um but when she did go to the bathroom alone guess what she was doing inside there putting her fingerprints everywhere you fucking and dna and stuff you yeah fucking betcha Pressing fingerprints up in the corner of the mirror on the side of the bathtub, the underside of the fucking toilet Places bowl. Places that you would never clean. Places that would not get cleaned. Mm -hmm. You name it. Hmm. I cannot believe how smart she is. Right? Like I said, her whole mindset that you were talking about, we didn't even scratch the fucking surface yet. No, not at all. I mean, this almost makes me feel inadequate yes. that's what i feel like yes i'm like what is the word and i shouldn't be com like not comparing or anything but it's just you kind of put yourself in what her situation is and i i don't know if i would be able to be thinking that clearly i don't think so either it's just unbelievable it's amazing she, yeah she's battling literal demons yeah and she is calm cool and collective like i'm sure she's freaking out i'm sure she's having a hell of a time she's She's getting fucking sexually assaulted and raped here. Yeah. Like it's not fucking fun. No. But she is facing it and she is taking it head on and doing everything she can to survive, leave evidence and have an account of what happened. Well, yeah. And she's not giving up and she's believing that she's going to get through this. Right. Which Wild. is something that I just feel like would be so hard to have. You betcha. Yeah. I'd probably still be squealing like a pig with, wow. with shit in my pants. Okay, Ben. I'm serious. I know. I know. Like, 
Yeah. Everything about this is a literal nightmare. Mm-hmm. Seriously. But it really is. She just managed to keep calm, think straight enough to keep spreading the fingerprints, evidence, um, and even continue to talk calmly with her captor. And when she was striking up conversation, talking calmly with him, she even had ulterior motives while doing that. She was trying to find out as much details about this guy as she possibly could. Oh. Right? Yeah. I am speechless. That blow it blows my mind. It yeah. blows my fucking mind. So during the conversations, Lisa never actually gave the man her real name. She said her name was Carol and that she was older than 17. She also told the man that her father was sick and that she was his primary care. Without her, he would definitely be missing her very soon if she didn't make it home. So whether or not the man showed it, the false story of her father would potentially be a part in saving Lisa's life from this horrible incident. And I'll, I'll talk about on how that plays in here. Okay. Soon Soon enough though, the topic at hand would be changed. The relaxed demeanor Lisa was aiming for to keep her attacker somewhat calm would change when a news bulletin came on TV. It was reporting on 17 year old missing Lisa McVeigh. Oh shit. So when Lisa heard this, immediately she started trembling and crying because she couldn't believe someone was actually looking for her. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I did not go there at all. Really? That's why she was upset? She got upset at that, yes. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Okay, okay. I have like the giant lump in my throat. After hearing that, because here I was thinking that she was freaking out because this asshole motherfucker is going to see that she lied and that, you know, she's not actually Carol, but it's literally that someone was looking for her. Yes. I mean, her captor did see that she lied. Now I'm going to get into that in a second. But yeah, she started crying because someone was looking for her. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That could make me ball my face off, actually, if I think about that too hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned, this guy who was holding her was less than impressed. He just found out that she was lying to him. He now knew her name, and he now realized that she was a minor. So he stormed over to her in a fit of rage, placed the gun to the side of her head, and said, don't make me kill you. He didn't pull the trigger. He wasn't taking revenge out on a woman. He was taking oh. revenge out on a child. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting because when you had told me that she kind of had lied about her age, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And her name and stuff. I was almost in the back of my head wondering if like he realized how young she was. He didn't. If this would even have happened. I mean, who knows? Who knows? It very well still could have, but it's interesting because I did think of that. I'm pretty sure her age was the catalyst for uh, her survival, in my opinion. Okay. I could be very wrong, but that's that's my opinion. I do want to read her book and really get deeper into this yeah. really before I say for sure. Um, but it would be around 3.30 a.m. in the morning, which is 25 hours, 25 and a half approximately, I think, mm-hmm. actually, after being taken that the man would ask Lisa 
what she thought he should do with her. So she told him, you're a really nice guy. I can take care of you. I can be your girlfriend. Nobody needs to know how we met. Of course, she's trying to appeal to him, trying to be kind, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, making it seem like the problems could just be all forgotten. Everything would be behind them. Like it's kind of no big deal. Like, let's just carry on here. Exactly. And after all, like a relationship, a broken relationship is what kind of caused this. Maybe a new happy relationship might be something that would give him a sense of hope. Mm, Okay. But Wow. Still just thinking ahead like that. You betcha. Hmm. But instead, he said, no, no, I can't keep you. Where do you live? Holy shit. So he has like slight little conscience or something. I don't even know if that's, if it's called that or what. I, I think so. There's something speaking there. I think it's, I think it's that, that clarification of age here. Like I said, he's not taking his anger, his issues out on another woman. He's taking it out on a child. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not what, what he's, he wants. That's not what, what he wants. Yeah. What he's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, and he's realizing she has her whole life ahead of her. And yeah, what the fuck is he doing? I I think so. Now, I do think that there is – that line in the sand is important. I'm going to say that, okay? I just have to say one more thing, though, about the fact that she was surprised that people were looking for her is like her expectations and people are that low. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. I mean, that is just, that's going to keep me up at night, I feel like. <laughs> well, the biggest thing for Lisa at this moment was where, when he said, where do you live? She was relieved. He seemed like he was going to let her go. Of course, right? Mm-hmm. So she told him an address, but not hers. Okay. It was a false one. And he brought her back to his car, blindfolded still. Yeah. He drove to an ATM and to a gas station, then dropped her off on a relatively secluded spot, kind of near the address that she told him at around 4.30 a.m. And he told her, quote, tell your father he's the reason I didn't kill you. Jeez. So that false story, this is where the false story plays in. It could have potentially been a catalyst for her survival. Yeah, but you would almost think that he didn't believe that anymore, but he must have still then. I mean, the news report, all they know is someone missing. Yeah. Very well, a sick father who is in need of care would be the one to notice her missing and report her missing. Right. right? So, I mean, very much, that could still very much be true. However, I think it's a classification of her being a child, not a woman. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. But again, I got to read her book. Hmm. I I mean, it's almost amazing to me, too, that he just didn't go about hiding all all the evidence because it could have gone that way, too. Yeah. Um, So when he did drop her off and he did tell her this, he also told her to wait five minutes before taking off the blindfold so he could drive away. And to quote Lisa, that five minutes felt like five years. Mm -hmm. So. She sat there with the blindfold on her face as she heard the car driving off, slowly fading away in the distance and waited and waited until she could take the blindfold off just in case. Mm -hmm. And to quote her again, but when I finally took it off and saw this huge oak tree in front of me, I knew at that moment my life was going to change. Oh 
My goodness. It was almost like her life was going to start. Yeah. Lisa began running and soon figured out where she was. And she kept running until she made it home to her grandma's house. But instead of the nightmare ending, it continued. <sighs> it wasn't the man that had captured her that kept the horrible experience going. But it was her grandma's boyfriend. Still, hey? As soon as she burst through the door, relieved to be away from her captor, a brutal beating ensued. What the fuck? Yeah. This piece of shit old man assaulted her and accused her of, quote, cheating on him. Holy fuck. He demanded that she tell, tell him where she was and what she was doing. But when she did tell him, he didn't believe her and continued to beat her. Over and over again, he asked her where she was, what she was doing. And she continued to say she was kidnapped. She was taken until finally they took her to the police department. And when they arrived, Lisa's grandma even told police that Lisa was lying about where she had been and what had happened. Man, these people are just evil. The police were confused on exactly what was going on when they arrived at the station. They were hesitant at first, but after realizing the situation and analyzing kind of what happened, they knew they had to begin an investigation after listening to Lisa's story. Lisa spoke to an investigator by the name of Larry Pinkerton, and she told him everything, everything that she could remember, all the details. Anything she meticulously tried to retain, the green carpet, each step up the stairs, the direction the car was moving, the turns, her fingerprints, anywhere she left them, she told them all of it. Him and the other investigators took notes and talked with Lisa as long as she could to get all the details right. But would all these things that she could recall in the incident actually be enough to catch the man who did this? You'll have to find out next episode. <sighs> That's where we'll end part I, one. I was, knew it was coming close here. I just have to say one thing, though. I mean, the fact that she had so many details, too, yep. I'm sure made investigators realize, like, she wasn't lying. Because how could someone make up that many, like, tiny little details, right? Really? True, yeah. Like, Because she, she was probably so thorough and it was – I mean, but it co honestly could have also blown their minds that she even could think all this shit up while she was in such a situation. Yeah. Well, I will leave you with this. The consistency of her story, talking to investigators, uh, they, they knew she wasn't lying. Okay, good. No, being good. able to consistently say this direction, these turns over and over again, never getting it mixed up, knowing exactly what to say. It wasn't random. She had these things memorized. She knew. They were very well aware. Hmm. These were not just things she was saying off the cusp. Hmm. They were details she remembered. Okay. Well, I mean, gosh, the fact that it's ending sucks, but I'm also super needing to know that this grandpa, or not even grandpa, like grandma's boyfriend gets what the fuck's coming to him too. Because he is... I don't know. I was going to say piece of shit. Well, I was going to say worse, but I'm. They're both like just off. I mean, the the attacker and this. They asshole. both they're both douche canoes. That's what you're trying to say. There isn't enough words to describe how terribly I hate both of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel you there. Yeah. So 
this episode, like I said, part two is worth sticking around for. And I'm not trying to actually reel you in, be like, Hey, listen to our part two. No, like seriously, there's some shit that is, it makes up for all the shit she went through. It's very much so worth Mm -hmm. hearing the end of the story. Well, you had shared one tiny little thing with me because you just had to. And I, it one is, small detail. It it's is, not even a detail. It's just something. But it, fun. it is very much so. Yeah, you got to listen to part two. Yeah. Faux show. Yeah. Faux show. Faux show. Even for that one little tiny piece of information that I shared mm-hmm. with Nicole earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's, trust me, that that made me so happy. Oh, yeah. That one fucking sentence. I was like, ha. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you reacted quite like you were pretty pumped about it, actually. Oh, to put it as the kids say, I lolled hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they say anymore, Ben. I know. I was being ironic. Okay. <laughs> I was just like cringing at you. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> no, I was I was being ironic. I was I was joking. Okay. I was a good old JK. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, like always, well done. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to check out any of our social medias, our links, all the information is down below. If you want to join us over on Patreon, link is down below. If you want to go ahead and give us a review, that helps out the show massively. We really appreciate it. Um, may I suggest five stars, but go ahead and do what you want. Even if you're just here till the end, you're going to listen to part two or you just want to listen to part one. Regardless, you wicked awesome. Oh, you got to listen to part two. Well, you, you got to listen to part you, two. You got to, but I, I'm not going to say you got to. You know what I mean? You well, gotta, but you don't gotta. You but gotta. You, but you gotta. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully uh, next episode we're not quite as tired and we're a little bit more, uh, what would be the word? Less sleep deprived? That, yeah, that that, that fits. There Cause, you go. Because yeah, this episode is due to air in 16 minutes. Holy shit. So uh, I got to get a, a little edited, did, did going <laughs> and then upload. Okay. Well, until next week, friends. Uh, stay wicked. Or should I do the long Y? Mm, you don't do it as good. So no. Oh, sh- oh, oh, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. you can go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.